0: Welcome to the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman, where Jerry reads a chapter from the New Testament and gives us key insights and life applications along the way. For more information about the Solid Life Journal and reading plans, visit solidlives.com. And now, let's get into today's reading.
1: Okay, here we go. Acts chapter 15, and here's what it says. And certain men came down from Judea and taught the brethren, quote, Unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. Well, we know that we're not under the law, and so we already know, ooh, that should not be said, especially to Gentile believers. Verse 2, therefore, when Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and dispute with him. Boy, I mean, Paul and Barnabas were all over that. Like, no, we're not saved by works. We're saved by faith. And so it said, when they had no small dispute with them, they they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other men should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders about this question. Well, you can see here that the apostles, the 12 apostles and the elders in Jerusalem were seen as sort of the leaders of the entire body of Christ at that time. And so if we're really going to buy into a doctrine, we should go to the apostles and elders. And I would say primarily the apostles. Why? Because those apostles had learned directly from Jesus. And so they wanted to know about this. So it says uh, to the apostles and elders and that certain others of them should go up to Jerusalem. And verse three says, so being sent on their way by the church, They passed through Phoenicia and Samaria, describing the conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy among the brethren. And when they had come to Jerusalem, they were received by the church and the apostles and the elders, and they reported all things that God had done with them. But some of the sect of the Pharisees who believed. Notice the specific language. Some of the sect of the Pharisees who believed. So he were Pharisees but Pharisees who believed Jesus was the Messiah, so they were born again. Well, Paul's a Pharisee who was born again. See, but it says some of the sect of the Pharisees who believed, not all of them who believed, rose up saying, it is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. So here they have brethren, and not just brethren, but I mean uh, some of the most uh, esteemed uh, Bible literate uh, leaders in the Jerusalem church who are saying they do need to keep the law. Verse six goes on to say, now the apostles and elders came together to consider this matter. And when there had been much dispute, sometimes we think in church there should never, ever be a disagreement. Everybody should just be, you know, sweet, nice and well, brother, let's not, you know, let's not argue about anything, you know? Well, we do need to avoid foolish disputes, Paul told Timothy. However, with leadership, we have to come to some decision so that the people know what's right and what's wrong. And so when there is a disagreement above uh, among leadership, they need to work that out. And thankfully, they did just that. They stayed with it and stayed with it and talked it through and listened to each other until the Holy Spirit gave them peace. So watch this. And when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said to them, Men and brethren, now now let me just remind you, Peter, this is, <laughs> let me say it this way. There, there's nobody better than anybody else, but I would say here in the Jerusalem leadership of apostles and elders, there's no one more influential than Peter. Why? Because he was without question the number one disciple and apostle of Jesus. There's no question about that. The Bible, I mean, gives us so many clear hints about that. So, Peter rose up. Here it is. When there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said to them, Men and brethren, you know that a good while ago God chose among us that by my mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of God and believe. Now, you you remember this is in the 10th chapter of Acts at Cornelius' house, in Caesarea, a pagan city, which Peter would never have gone to had the Holy Spirit not said, go with these men. Showed him the sheet with all the animals that are forbidden by the law to eat. Rise, Peter, kill and eat. Not so, Lord. I've never eaten anything common or unclean. What I have cleansed do not call common. And the Lord really spoke to him that I'm going to cleanse the Gentiles, really, is what it ended up being. So, Peter says, listen, you know that some time ago the Lord used me and my mouth to preach to the Gentiles. Verse 8, so God, who knows the heart, acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did us and made no distinction between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? In other words, we Jews and the fathers of the Jews, you know, all the way back to Abraham, we were really, Abraham didn't have the law. So all the way back to Moses and the children of Israel in the wilderness, he said we were never able to bear it. Well, that's what the Bible teaches us. Nobody can keep the law. There is none righteous, no, not one. And so Peter is saying, Why are you putting this yoke on the Gentiles when we and our fathers could never even keep the law? And it goes on to say in verse 11, But we believe that through the grace, here it is, we're saved by grace. We believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved in the same manner as they. We Jews shall be saved. In the same manner as the Gentiles, they'll also be saved by grace, but we too. So Peter is really preaching grace here, salvation by grace, not a condoning of sin in our lives, no, but just that you don't have to get all the law checked off before you can be saved. He's saying no. That's not true. We're saved by the grace of Jesus. Verse 12, then all the multitude kept silent. See, when Peter stood up and talked, there used to be an old uh, commercial that would air, I mean, 30 years ago, maybe, that said when E.F. Hutton talks, everybody listens, right? When Peter stands up and speaks strongly like this, everybody knows, man, this is Peter. If he's saying something, we, we need to listen. So then all the multitude kept silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul. Now, these are the two apostles that have come from the Gentiles. They listened to Barnabas and Paul declaring how many miracles and wonders God had worked through them among the Gentiles. And after they had become silent, James answered. Now, who is James? Well, we know this is not Peter, James, and John, because that James, who is the older brother of John, was killed by Herod in Acts chapter 12. This is the half brother of Jesus who became really the leader. We'd call him today, likely the pastor of that Jerusalem church. It says, and after they had become silent, James answered saying, men and brethren, listen to me. Simon has declared how God at the first visited the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. And with this, the words of the prophets agree. He's saying, that's not a new thing. When we look back into the words of the prophets, we realize, oh, man, the prophets prophesied that the Gentiles would receive the gospel. So it says, and with the words of the and with this, the words of the prophets agree, just as it is written. And he's going to quote now. After this, I will return and will rebuild the tabernacle of David. That's Jewish, which has fallen down. I will rebuild its ruins. That's Jewish. And I will set it up so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord who does all these things. So he quotes and he's saying, look, our own Bible prophesied that, yes, the Jews are going to be saved and restored, but so that the rest of the world would receive salvation. Verse 18 Known to God from eternity are all his works. Therefore, I judge. So James, here's the most prominent leader that we can tell aside from Peter, who is sort of in a position of authority over this church. He said, therefore, I judge that we should not trouble those from among the Gentiles who are turning to God, but that we write to them. Let's write. Let's write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from things strangled, and from blood. For Moses has had through many generations those who preach him, talking about the law, those who preach him in every city, being read in the synagogues every Sabbath. Watch this, verse 22. Then it pleased the apostles. That Greek word, I think, is dakeo. It pleased the apostles. Later on, we're going to see that it's translated, it seemed good. Just had a sense down inside. A sense. It pleased the apostles and elders with the whole church to send chosen men of their own company, the Jerusalem company, to Antioch with Barnabas, with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, who was also named Barsabas, and Silas, leading men among the brethren. They wrote this letter by them. Here's the letter The apostles, the elders, and the brethren to the brethren who are of the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. Greetings. And I'm still reading the letter. Since we have heard that some who went out from us have troubled you with words, unsettling your souls, saying you must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we gave no such commandment, it seemed good to us. That's that Greek word, I believe, "dakeo." It seemed good. We had this sense. We all, after we discussed this, we all had the sense that this was what the Holy Spirit was saying. Watch. It seemed good to us being assembled with one accord to send chosen men to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas who... Will also report the same things by word of mouth. For it seemed good here. It is again that same word. It's we've we all have this sense. For it seemed good. But notice what they said this time. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. See, before they were just saying it pleased us or it seemed good to us. But now they said it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. In other words, like Paul said in the eighth chapter of Romans, he said. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit. And see, down in their born-again spirits is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit down inside was telling everybody, yeah, that's right. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. He may not have said it with words, but it was just a sense. It was a seemed good. It seemed like this is what the Holy Spirit is saying. So they wrote, For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things that you abstain from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. Farewell. End of letter. So it goes on to say in verse 30, so when they were sent off, they came to Antioch, and when they had gathered the multitude together, they delivered the letter. When they had read it, They rejoiced over its encouragement. Now Judas and Silas themselves being prophets also exhorted and strengthened the brethren with many words. So Judas and Silas were prophets and they were teaching and ministering the word, strengthening the brethren. Verse 33. And after they had stayed there for a time, they were sent back with greetings from the brethren to the apostles. So after Judas and Silas had stayed there ministering, they were sent back. Now watch this. They were sent back from Antioch, back to Jerusalem, to the apostles. Verse 34, however, however, it seemed good. There's that same word. There was a sense. There was a sense from the Holy Spirit in his spirit. It seemed good to Silas to remain there. Well, why would the Holy Spirit give him a sense? Notice in all of these that there aren't any words that the Holy Spirit is speaking to say stay here do this this is what I want they're making these major decisions based on a sense and let me tell you this is a very valid biblical way that we can be led by the Holy Spirit to be led by a sense of the Holy Spirit and sometimes you just have a knowing inside of what he wants you to do and what he wants you not to do so Silas has this knowing it seemed good to Silas to remain there Why? You don't live here. You live in Jerusalem. You've already been gone quite a number of days here. you got to get back to your life, to your ministry, maybe to your wife, to your family. We don't know. What we do know here is that it seemed good to stay. Verse 35, Paul and Barnabas also remained. We're going to find out why in just a moment. Paul and Barnabas also remained in Antioch teaching and preaching the word of the Lord and with many others also. Then, after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us now go back to visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Now, Barnabas was determined to take with them John called Mark. Now, this would be the person who wrote the book of Mark. But Paul insisted that they should not take with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. See, the last time Paul and Barnabas went on a missionary tour, they took Barnabas's relative, John Mark, and they got out there in the middle of the uh, missions trip and John Mark decided, yeah, I'm going home. I'm going back. And they didn't want him to go back. But For whatever reason, I don't know if he got cold feet or I don't know if the persecution was too tough, but he left. And Paul was not happy about that, did not trust him, did not trust him. So it goes on to say that Barnabas wanted to take him, but Paul refused. He insisted not to take him. Verse 39, then the contention between Barnabas and Paul. Then the contention became so sharp that they parted from one another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, being commended by the brethren to the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. So listen to this. Silas was supposed to be, he was supposed to go back to Jerusalem. The brethren of Antioch sent him back but it just seemed like he should stay and guess what he ended up having the invitation to travel with the great apostle paul and paul and silas became a ministry team and of course the philippian jail and the whole thing uh, how would silas have known that that opportunity would come he didn't he just had a sense that the holy spirit wanted him to say to stay so he stayed being led by The Holy Spirit. Isn't that powerful? So what happened? Verse 41. Paul and Silas went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. How do you do that? You do that by preaching the word, ministering the word, helping them to stay solid on the word of God, and they become strong to say, Yeah, we we believe in Jesus. We're not going to be rocked in our faith, no matter what's happening in our lives. What a powerful, powerful, precious ministry that these apostles had. Not only reaching people to get saved, but going back again to those who were born again to strengthen them so that they remain in the faith. Just because you initially said a prayer, that doesn't mean you're saved forever and ever. You can be. You should be. But if you back off from that commitment and stop serving the Lord, then absolutely you can be lost. And Paul wanted to make sure that didn't happen. And I'm proud of you for being in the word with me every day, because this strengthens us just like it strengthened the brethren back in those days. Well, thanks for being with me. I'll see you tomorrow for chapter 16.
0: Thank you for joining us for the New Testament Daily with Jerry Deerman, And thank you to those of you who have partnered with Solid Lives to help get this daily podcast and other resources like it to thousands of people around the world. If you would like to partner with Solid Lives, visit solidlives.com slash give. To find out more about the ministry of Solid Lives, how you can be a part of this church planting and disciple-making movement, or for more great teachings and resources by Jerry, visit solidlives.com. We also want to invite you to check out Jerry's other podcast called The Jerry Dearman Podcast. Here, jerry shares with us at least weekly from god's word challenging us and equipping us to fulfill the amazing plan that god has for our lives you can find links to this podcast as well as jerry's youtube channel online at solidlives.com thank you again so much for joining us and we'll see you right here tomorrow as we jump into the new testament daily with jerry dearman